This podcast gives you a chance to sample four audiobooks from Penguin Audio that are designed to help you relax. Listening to an audiobook is the perfect way to wind down at the end of a long day. So take a seat, look away from your screen, and listen to this extract of The Anxiety Solution, written and read by Chloe Brotheridge. Chapter 1. Let me introduce myself. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Wayne Dyer I've been anxious for as long as I can remember. My parents tell me I was a seriously cautious kid, clinging to the banister as I gingerly made my way down the stairs. At ballet classes, I would cry in the corner, too inhibited to take part. Although I was confident with people I knew and trusted, talking to new people felt impossible. I feared being told off or making a mistake and dreaded that I'd be found out for not being good enough. When something did go wrong, however trivial, I found it hard to cope. On what I thought was my first day at Brownies, I discovered that, in fact, I'd gone on the wrong day and that I wasn't expected. I remember feeling an overwhelming sense of shame and embarrassment, as if I'd done something truly awful. As a young child, I had a lot of tantrums and meltdowns. I was a sensitive kid and not very good at handling my own feelings. I was very lucky to have wonderful parents, but as the eldest child of three, I felt a lot of pressure to be a good girl. Increasingly, I kept my emotions hidden so as not to upset mum, but would then end up having huge explosive tantrums, usually in public places like shopping centres. Mum was quite often stressed, especially as Dad worked away and she had to look after me and my sisters by herself. I first noticed the true signs of anxiety as a teenager, a combination of hormones, deep-seated self-esteem issues, repressed feelings, forays into drinking alcohol and late-night partying, culminated in my first panic attack at the age of 15. During a panic attack, your body reacts to what it perceives as a threat. More often than not, it's your nervous system overreacting to something that is in fact no threat at all. Triggers can range from giving a speech, to too much caffeine, feeling hot and claustrophobic, to being overwhelmingly stressed. Sometimes, though, attacks seem to happen for no reason at all. The horrible symptoms, tingling fingers, tight chest, a sensation of impending doom, that all feel like a threat to your life, are really the result of your body pumping adrenaline into your muscles so that you can either run away or fight off the threat. In prehistoric times, when predators posed a real danger to mankind, this fight-or-flight response was what would have saved your ass. Nowadays, a journey on the tube or a looming work deadline can trigger the same response, except in these cases, there's nowhere to run to and no need. My first attack took place at a friend's house. Nothing in particular had triggered it, so it was a total shock and I had no idea how to respond. It was the worst feeling of my life. My heart raced and my chest tightened. I literally thought I was dying. I later discovered that everyone who's experienced a panic attack has the same feeling of dread. I prayed, I begged my friend to call an ambulance, I genuinely thought, this is it. The term panic attack hadn't even entered my vocabulary at that age. It wasn't as if we learned about it at school. 
the only explanation that made any sense to me in my worked-up state was that I was having a heart attack and death was certain. That first attack lasted several hours and only subsided when my body became so exhausted that I was able to fall asleep. Afterwards, I couldn't shake the feeling that my body and my brain had let me down and that this uncontrollable thing could strike at any moment. I no longer felt safe in my own body. Like many people with anxiety, I became overly focused on how I felt physically, concluding that any changes or new sensations must be a serious problem. What followed was years of anxious feelings and obsessive worrying. I tried to self-medicate with alcohol, food and attempting to control every detail of my life. Mum eventually suggested that I see the college counsellor, whose condescending advice consisted of a chirpy, don't panic, and not a lot else. It took another 10 years for me to realise that I needed help and to seek professional counselling. Bouts of anxiety continued when I went to university. It's really hard to enjoy your life when you're locked in a cycle of worry and feel unable to escape. I worried about money, my weight, that there was something wrong with me. But I didn't want to share my thoughts or feelings with anyone. I'd buried them so deep that it was hard for me to even connect with them, let alone really feel them. If anyone had asked me at the time how I felt, I honestly wouldn't have been able to answer. I was numb. And while on the surface I seemed to function well, bubbling underneath was a lot of tension, repressed emotion and almost constant overthinking. Then there was the fact that I'd always felt incredibly uncomfortable and nervous around men, so I found relationships difficult. I'd put on a front and play it cool, but on the inside I was desperately insecure and unable to let anyone in or open up. It wasn't until I met my current boyfriend, when I was 23, that I learned to relax enough to be myself and enjoy a relationship. That was an extract of The Anxiety Solution, written and read by Chloe Brotheridge. The audiobook will provide you with simple yet powerful practical tools to help you manage your anxiety symptoms and start feeling better every day. You can download the audiobook now from Apple Books, Audible or Google Play.